welcome to the Anod Wright audio blog. Your voice over diva is Dr. Donna Oriowo. Please note that the information found in this and other blog posts is a matter of researched opinion. Direct your questions or concerns to questions at anodwright.com. Direct your comments to the comment section and share on social media using the hashtag AnodWrightSpeaks. Warning, content in the audio blog may be different from the written blog. My thoughts too fast and my mouth too quick. Sorry, not sorry. Hey, hey, y'all. This week's blog post is called Communicating Sexpectations, if you put it down. June 22nd, 2018, written by yours truly, Dr. Donna Oriolo. This week has been a bit of a brain-to-mouth week for me. What that means is that some of the posts from the Anod Wright Instagram page have literally been things that went from being in my brain to being posted, with little to no time for the consideration on impact. However, what I found is that the message is still the same. We need to work on setting our expectations around sex and relationships, and then making sure others are aware of these boundaries. Setting expectations. Part of setting expectations, you know, expectations around sex, and boundaries in the nature of any relationship is first knowing your own list. What are the things that you are okay with and the things that you are not? There are stereotypes that talk about how certain people will act based on their race, sex, gender, and upbringing. Knowing what those stereotypes are can be super important in being able to determine if you have been acting according or contrary to the expectations others have on your sexuality. Stereotypically speaking, some of the major ones are that black women are sexually promiscuous, though this is also based on looks. We have the Jezebel with her Eurocentric features as levacious and unable to help her sexuality, which borders on being masculine. The Mammy, who is asexualized because of her features, which are phenotypically African, as well as because she has a larger body. And we have decided that people who are fat are sexually undesirable. And the Sapphire, who is one of the last major archetypes of black female sexuality and is interested in sex, but is often emasculating to men, so none of them want to wait around after the sex is done. On the other hand, you have white female sexuality, which has been displayed as the paradigm of beauty, or rather purity. Though blonde women have the stereotype of also being the ditzy party girl. Latinx women are spicy, wanton, and passionate. Asians, almost always grouped together, are the exotic geishas willing to fulfill every sexual desire. The thing is, though, these stereotypes make a person one-dimensional and can take away certain levels of autonomy. In terms of African-American women, I have seen many in my private practice who have done a great job of either adhering to the stereotypes laid before them or else completely going in the opposite way as a way to reclaim their sexuality. It's like the preacher's daughter. She has all the sex, right? Because she is rebelling against daddy's choice to be a man of the cloth and raise her as the spiritual child of God. People's desire to not be seen as the typical sexual Negro, the way that it has been defined by other people. But at the same time, there is a failure to decide and define for oneself. Defining yourself as opposite of what someone else thinks is still defining yourself on their terms. 
It's no wonder that people aren't having the sex or the relationships that they want. They don't really know. Knowing yourself. Knowing yourself is the first step in being able to set your sex expectations, both in and outside of relationships. What are you willing to do romantically? Hand-holding, kissing, date nights, Netflix and chill. What are you willing to do sexually? More kissing, upper body exploration, masturbation, giving or receiving oral, vaginal, anal, etc. What areas of your body are completely off limits? Your knees, feet, hair. These are all part of knowing yourself. What are the things you are willing to do outside of a relationship and what are relationship only activities? If Janet Jackson can make herself clear in a whole song, I know that you can make yourself clear too. I believe in you and your ability to communicate, even if you can't sing like Janet Jackson, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Communicating your boundaries. After you have been able to establish what your boundaries are, there is still more work to be done. Keeping that information to yourself will be the opposite of helpful. Having boundaries that no one knows about is a surefire way to make sure that they are always being violated. Don't get me wrong. Just because you have boundaries doesn't mean that everyone will respect them. What I'm saying is that people are sure not to respect your boundaries if they are not made aware of them. Brandy's saying, if you put it down, like the way I like it, play your cards right, maybe we can fall in love. If that's not a full display of expectations and then the communication of them, I don't know what is. The only part I feel is missing from this is also letting someone know how they can please you sexually. But that's why we're talking about sex expectations. Don't worry, I've got your back and a small download for you so that you and anyone you want to be intimate with are on the same page about what that looks like. Together, let's reduce sex-related anxiety. Woo! So... You have created your boundaries, and now the question is, how do I communicate them? The way you say it is both with your body and with your mouth. When something makes you uncomfortable, it can be second nature to smile or laugh your way out of it. But this can make people think that you are perfectly okay. It may take some time to get out of that habit, but that doesn't mean you can't let people know what's going on even in that moment. If you find yourself laughing when you don't think anything is funny, say so. Tell the person or people you're with that you're really laughing because you feel uncomfortable about blank. Fill in the blank with whatever the situation is. Another way to communicate is to tell someone that you like it when they do blank. Fill in that blank again. Positive reinforcement is no joke. It works for kids and adults. People like to be told what they are doing well And when you tell someone what you like, then they're more likely to give you more of it. Conversely, you must also be clear if your boundaries are being violated. Tell the person outright that something they did or said doesn't work for you, how it makes you feel, and what you would like instead. Using iMessages makes it easier for people to hear you and giving them a replacement behavior for the one that they did that made you uncomfortable can take the guesswork of how they are allowed to proceed in interacting with you. When boundaries are violated. We have already started to go over a bit of what you can do when you feel like your boundaries are being violated. 
communicating is definitely one of the first major steps. But more than that is what you can do if someone repeatedly violates your boundaries, which have already been communicated with them several times. I would say this is really up to you. You can either accept their behavior, whatever it is, or you can let them know that you are chucking the deuces until they get some act right. You are not required to accept someone's behavior, which is continually violating your boundaries. You, are, you do not have to suffer their presence any more than is absolutely necessary. The gift of your time is just that, a gift. Time is the one commodity in life you cannot get back, purchase, bargain for, or otherwise. No one knows the moment when they are going to pass from this world. So no, you don't have to put up with someone who cannot respect your boundaries. On the other hand, if you are willing, that is also your prerogative. But know that you are communicating that your boundaries are malleable. And I would ask why you're putting yourself through the mental strain to be with somebody who doesn't want to meet your boundaries. What next? Listen to Janet and Brandy. Establish your expectations independently of others. This is a know thyself sort of reflection. So some questions to maybe ask yourself. What are the stereotypes that people have often used to define who you are? Do you agree with those stereotypes? How might you have been reinforcing them? Have you been living for you or for someone else? How do you want things to look? And how can you change your mindset and behaviors to meet that? Set your expectations in the various relationships you have with those around you. Communicate those boundaries in a way that feel natural to you and maybe feel a little unnatural. Drop people like a bad habit if they continually violating those boundaries or keep them and prepare yourself mentally for the drain that it could have. For those of you who have some expectations you want to establish, here is a yes, no, maybe list to use on your journey. For those of you listening, you'll have to go to anodright.com to download it. Don't worry, it's free. That's it for now. And here's a little secret for my audio blog listeners. There may be a webinar coming up for something like this. Would you be interested? Let me know. All right, bye y'all.